Welcome to the Living Parables podcast, where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through His Word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. To all the listeners tuning in the show today, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate all of you, and now let us begin. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to a brand new week, brand new episode. I know that seems repetitive, but I truly mean that. And today is a very special episode today because we are joined by my brother, my friend, Mike Brown. He has his own podcast. I would highly encourage you to check that out. It's called Sight Beyond Sight Podcast. Uh, Mike, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm well. I am here. I am uh, happy to be here again, you know. it's just great. Uh, when we first got together, you know, who th- who would have thought it took forever for us to get together. And now we're doing it again mm-hmm. within what, a month? I know it's something like it, that. It took a long time for it to come to fruition. But then when it did, now we're now it's just like tossing out both right, left right. and right. So but uh, no, I'm glad you hear it. it uh, for you guys that you don't know, uh, uh, Mike Brown is uh, like I said, he is a very, very good friend of mine. I consider him a brother, definitely a brother in Christ. His site beyond site podcast is uh, truly amazing. And that's one of the factors of me getting into podcasting. And so just a little bit of backstory. We uh, worked in the same building together mm-hmm. and we were at back to school night and hit it off kind of right away and then kind of just developed pretty naturally and fluidly and then Mm -hmm. uh, you had a episode series uh to be a faithful friend and that really as well as other ones that that one really stuck out to me and i remember calling you and telling you that i wanted to be a better friend to you and and because uh what we have as a friendship and brotherhood is very rare so uh, but anyway, I would encourage you guys to check that out. But uh, today, we're going to be talking about something very near and dear to both of our hearts. We were collaborating, talking back and forth about what we're going to do. And we're going to uh, be in uh, Luke, the 11th chapter, uh, 14 through 17. And we're not going to dive in too deep on that. But the episode today is called A House Divided. Mm. And one of the things that you and I have talked about several times is the division in this country. And uh, we actually talked about jealousy on your podcast. You had me on there, which we will release that at some point, maybe later this month. I'm not sure yet, but we will release that on there (laughs) because that was that was a special one, too. But uh, going back to it, though, we had talked a lot about division. And we t- we're going to hit three main points today. We're going to talk about the workplace. We're going to talk about family. And then we're going to talk about the church. So all three major areas of life. And so just, uh, I guess, to get us kickstarted here, what are your just your initial thoughts on just things as a whole before we start getting down into the very, very detailed aspects well, of it? When I think about division, division is... It's something that uh, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. But there's different types of division. You know, there's a time where uh, you have a group of people that you need to divide so in order to get something accomplished, mm-hmm. right? So that's a 
division where it's necessary. Everybody has the same goal. Everybody's on the same page and you're getting the same thing accomplished because you're all on one accord. But then there's the division that we've been seeing a lot in the news that's uh, more negative, where it's divisive, where there's an ulterior motive, where it's intended to do harm, you know, for someone else to gain. Um, that's the division that we need to look out for. And so it can happen anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. we see it all the time. We see it on the news with uh, with politics. We see it at our workplace with different view, points of views and perspectives on different rules or uh, different ways of doing things. We see it in our families. Mm. And so we were talking, like you said, we were talking back and forth and it was just, I think it was more me complaining and spewing things <laughs> on you, <laughs> trying to trying to figure this thing out. But so I appreciate you being patient and, yeah. uh, and, and allowing me the platform to vent and then not just vent, but you joined in then on the conversation and gave me some perspective as well. So I'm glad to be here to talk about this because I think it's something that uh, a lot of people don't know how to deal with. Yeah, I would agree. And that's just and that's just part of it, too, because, you know, uh, being believers in Jesus Christ, I mean, all throughout uh, Jesus's ministry and even in through the the apostles and through the, the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, there is so much talk about being united. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's actually in our country's name is the United States of America. And, you know, you have, it, it seems like ever since COVID hit that, th I mean, things were already not good, but things just took a turn for the worse. Cause we talked on your podcast about we're not supposed to be islands and that pandemic made us all islands. Right. We were all afraid to even go out of our own houses. And they even said that this, you know, the, COVID can be in the air for like three hours and all these other things like that. And so there's a lot of fear. And one of the things that happened though, is an article I just read a little bit ago about restaurants is that people have forgotten to be human and have treated people very poorly since right. now this COVID is gone, but now it's coming back again. I don't know. But all I know is that God did not intend there to be division um no. and a lot of times this is just what from what i see is a lot of times when we deviate from god's way and god's plan and his word that's when the division comes yeah that's i totally agree it's because once again we have to be think about it like this i coach people i coach football you know, so I'll, I'll stick with sports. A lot of people can relate to sports on a football team. What do we always coach? Being one unit, being a united front. There's no individuals. You know, you're all on the same team. You're all wearing the same jersey. Now, you may have different responsibilities and you may uh, your playing time may not look like someone else's but you are a part of this team and your duty that you have is very important to the team. And if you choose not to do it, 
it's going to create some sort of division. And you see it all the time in sports. You see it all the time everywhere you go. But once again, once you play on a team or you coach a team that is so divisive, it is frustrating. You're not even coaching anymore. You're, you're going in there putting out fires left and right. Mm-hmm. Progress is not being made. Uh, it makes you want to quit. Um, you know, it's just, it's not fun. No. It's not fun. It's something that you truly want to walk away from. And that is what we see almost every day in our lives. Think about how, you know, I, I don't want to jump too far into it, but sure. with politics, you mentioned how our country has the word united yeah. in our name, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But look at the makeup of it. Everything's left or right. Republican, Democrat. That is division in itself. And I don't know how many people have, I assume a lot of people have online uh, or social media accounts somewhere. Sure. I I thank God, seriously, and I don't say this um, as a joke or anything. I thank God that my social media is limited. You know, I I just have stuff for uh, the podcast and that's that. I don't do anything personal on it. And I haven't done that for a while. And that was... um, probably the biggest blessing in disguise because look how many relationships have been split sure over the past year or two four years mm-hmm. you know over the divisive nature that we were living in it's a it's something to think about but i think a lot of people give up on those relationships because we said earlier they don't know how to deal with division the they don't know how to recognize it sometimes and 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 there's some things that you must do <laughs> that you must do. Yeah. It's not an option. There are some things you must do when you recognize that someone is a, has a divisive personality. But we'll touch on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well and I guess that leads us kind of perfectly into uh, the, our main scripture today. So let's go ahead and start in uh, Luke chapter 11, verses 14 through 17. And we're not going to hang out here a ton, but we're going to use this kind of as our foundation. So it says, And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds were amazed. But some of them said, He cast out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Others, to test him, were demanding of a sign from heaven. But he knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a house divided against itself falls. A couple things I want to share with you, though, before we truly dive into this. So verse 17, it says, He knew their thoughts. Jesus Mm -hmm. is omniscient. He knows all things. So the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, they know all things. They know every single thing that we try to conceal that we believe that others will Mm -hmm. never know. There are things that we, we always hide. God knows all things. The other thing uh, when it talks about a kingdom is that that's talking about uh, sovereignty, Royal power, a country or nation. And I think when I think of a kingdom, I think of those big medieval castles Oh, with, yeah. the, with a big drawbridge and that 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 really that black iron gate. I know what you're talking about. I used to want to live in a castle, Nate. <laughs> I, hey, some of those were uh, when my uh, 
when my second son was born, Lucas, uh, I stayed up all night with him and we were watching, well, I was watching mm -hmm. the Lord of the Rings. I remember the second one, the two towers where they had that uh, big giant battle scene and it was, uh, you know, they had the gates and everything. And so that's what I always pictured with that. And yeah. so, uh, and you know, some of the Lord of the Rings stuff has some, uh, Christian undertones in it too, but, uh, obviously not what we're talking about. We can, we can get in that maybe another time, <laughs> but it says a kingdom is, that is divided against itself is laid waste. And that the word laid waste in the Greek means desolate to bring desolation, destroy or deserted. I think that's the biggest thing that we're talking about. Those are the consequences of division. Cause you just mentioned with football. Um, although, you know, football in, in the grand scheme of things would not be as important as no. maybe a kingdom, but it has, but the same, the same sin is still mm -hmm. in effect. And I can speak to being on the basketball court with people who were only focused on themselves only focused on what they wanted to do. And I can tell you many times during practice when someone wanted to impose their own will and to do things opposite of what the main direction of the coaching staff was, we all ran for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I always say basketball is the most selfish sport. It is the easiest sport to be so selfish in. And I know, like, I agree with you. Sports on, in the grand scheme of things, they're just sports. But at the same time, that divisiveness, it crushes, mm. it ruins everything on every level. That is why you have to handle it and be able to recognize it. And you know what I mean? And have a, have a way to get out of it <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't, even something as little as sports, that's supposed to be fun. That's supposed to be healthy. That's to, that's supposed to help you grow uh, as a person, you know, uh, because you're you're doing things not just for yourself. That is all left for nothing if you're in a divisive situation. And it starts with those little things and then it gets even bigger. Mm -hmm. And like we said, on the grand scheme of things, sports is nothing, but it, it does the same thing no matter what. No matter where you're at, there's there's just like a it just doesn't care. Division has no no color. It has no, no it has no no rhyme or reason. Doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, wherever you're at, it will destroy whatever you're trying to do if you don't get a hand on it. Well, think about this because even though it's it's gonna, it's our second point, but I, something that you just mentioned is is uh, whether you're rich or poor, I know a lot of people that, and I've experienced this in my own family. Um, but there are people who, after a, um, let's say a mother who is old enough to be a grandmother mm -hmm. and their kids are, you know, way in their thirties, forties, and maybe in their fifties and they pass away and they fight over their possessions. Oh, who gets the house and who gets to decide this and who decides that. And I tell you what, and I don't mean to be too personal on, on here. I'm, I'm usually really open, but, um, you know, I had family who 
did exactly that where, you know, this wonderful lady, uh, passed away and it was, it got ugly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it got so ugly to the point where, uh, one of my relatives just threw their hands up me and said, all right, I'm out. Mm -hmm. You do whatever is you want with the money, the house, whatever it is. I don't want any part of it because the, the house, the possessions, the wealth, whatever it is, is not worth the relationships. But it's sad that it gets to that point because yeah. what and what is what is the source of those fights and arguments? It's it's the sin that lives within us because that's yes. what we talked about on your show when it comes to jealousy and comparing. Mm-hmm. But um, let's let's shift to because we talked about kingdoms here and we're not really talking about a nation because we're well, I guess we'll get that mm-hmm. a little bit. But my first question to you. And I'm not that great of an interview. This is my first time here. So hey, I, I'm still a work in progress. <laughs> I know, too, right? So, I mean, we, we're just throwing it out there. We are. And we just pray that the information hits <laughs> where it needs to hit. That's right. <laughs> but my, my first question is, what factors do you feel are causing divisions in the workplace today? Well, it stems off of what you said. You know, that that sin, that jealousy that's within us. You know, a lot of times at the workplace, what do we hear when there's complaining? Well, I wouldn't have done that or they shouldn't have done that. They're silly for doing this. Well, I'm not going to follow that because that wasn't my idea. It always stems back to the self, you know, and it's kind of like being a kid. You know, (laughs) if you don't get if I don't get what I want then I'm going to throw a fit and I'm just going to make it impossible for everyone else to enjoy themselves or to move forward without any kind of strife. And you know what? On top of that, I'm going to gather up my own little militia, Mm -hmm. my own little team so we could be stronger and we can hopefully overtake this whole building, you know, and create a negative at a negative atmosphere. And that's going to make me happy now. (laughs) You know, it makes me think of, Everyone had a kid on the street where you're playing street football or you're playing tag, whatever you're doing as a, as a, as a neighborhood, if they are picked last, they'll get upset. They didn't get what they wanted. And guess who supplied the ball? (laughs) They did. They're going to take the ball with them. They're going home. So no one can play and no one can have fun because they did not get what they want. It's similar to what we're seeing in the workplace. And it is creating so much division. Once you have someone uh, react in that selfish manner and have that selfish mentality and that uh, and that jealousy, and it's just festering, once that happens, that's a recipe for a division right there. Mm-hmm. And then they make it, it's us, me and my little crew against everyone else. And if you're not with us, then we're just going to make this environment terrible enough for you to either back down <laughs> or to join us. And that's what we're seeing a lot, especially like you said, with the COVID, uh, the COVID thing that happened. And then also at the same time, the politics that were, was going on with it, you know, politics was dividing family members. Oh, sure. that's crazy. It, yeah, it is. That's crazy to me. Well, and, and it is. And, you know, I really like what you said about, just that division aspect where people get their own group of that think the same way, not 
logically right. so much. <laughs> they think with their emotions. And I'm just kind of blown away because I, when you're when you're talking about that, I'm, I'm nodding my head and I'm thinking, yes, I, I was I wasn't a part of that. I heard that was going on mm-hmm. and I had nothing to do with it. I stay I stayed in my own little nook and that's where I stayed. And I I just kept doing myself and, and just trying to trying to live out uh, what God tells me to do. But, you know, the thing is, is people also use their I've been here longer. And yes. even though I'm not in charge, I I have all these people that listen to me, just like what you said. And if something doesn't go my way, well, then I'm then I'm going to be hostile to you. But I'm going to make your life miserable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so it's sad because one of the things that I talked about on your show was this past year in school, because everywhere across the nation for COVID schools was, it was a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying other places weren't a challenge either. Um, but what I will say is that during that time in the beginning of our, our school year in our building, they had told us we need to be showing grace to other people, to everybody. Yes. And I wasn't trying to be cynical. I wasn't trying to be negative, but I had, you know, a couple people that I trusted and I said, I don't agree with that. And they were like, (laughs) what, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I, people are so fixated on buzz phrases and buzzwords and it doesn't really come from the heart. It's mm-hmm. it's something that they hear off a Facebook post and they, ooh, I like that. I'm going to incorporate right. that to try to build morale and try to get people on board. It does start with the top, but that that's also a cop out because you know I would be considered on, at the bottom. But it also starts with me too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get sucked into gossiping, quarreling, fighting. He says, she said, those type of things. I'm tr- what and why I said that I don't agree with that because human grace only goes so far and God's grace is greater. And that's what we truly need. And so, right. uh, I mean, I don't, I guess I want to get into our jobs too much, too deeply, but, but, no, but, I mean, it, but it impacts everything because, you know, to piggyback off of what you said, I, I wholeheartedly agree that we all are in a position of leadership at, within education. I believe that. However, I know my job title says that I'm at the top of the food chain. Um, And I do also believe that things start at the top, right? But this is the the battle that I was fighting a lot. (laughs) So when I encountered a group of, uh, a group of people, a group of employees, a group of, you know, colleagues that felt indifferent about what was going on. I would always ask them, so what is it that you would change? And they have all these things that was going on that was wrong. And so then my next question would be, then in our next meeting, why don't you voice that? If other people are feeling the same way, why don't you voice it in the meeting? Do you know what it said? Nope, nope, nope. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. I don't want to do it. 
my job may be on the line. I'm like, for saying how you, how you feel, that's not how it works here. When have you ever been threatened with your job by saying how you feel? But it lets me know right away that it's just a cop out. Or I say, hey, how about you join this leadership team and help make some changes that you may see that we may not be seeing? Oh, no, no, that's for you guys. That's not for me. That's not my job. I'm not in leadership. Mm. Once again, <laughs> you know, and then I'm the bad guy because I, I say, you know what, then I don't want to hear anything further about this. You know, but at the same time, I can't help but to say that because I'm seeing how it's tearing up the whole building, you know? And so if you're not going to be willing to voice how you're feeling and how other people may be feeling so we can make a legitimate change, because you know what? I may not have the idea. I'm not, I may not have the, the recipe for change, but once it's out there, someone that is within our, our team as a whole unit may have the recipe and then the problem solved. That's true. But a lot of people don't want to go through that because they just want to be divisive. They want to see the chaos. They want, they just, I don't know. They might thrive to just come in and complain about things, but it's problem solving is last on their list. <laughs> I'm going to get your thoughts on this real quick. Okay. <laughs> because it, it's so true, and I'm not smiling because I again because I'm being cynical because it's like oh this is so true. People though, you're right. They don't like to problem solve. That's last on the priority list. And I love that. But here's the other thing. Do you think that they just love the drama? And they live in it, and they and that's that's where they get their sense of maybe purpose is because a lot of people I think, and this is what we talk a lot a lot about on the show is you know. We try a lot of people try to find their gratifications and their satisfactions in this world. And it's just it's not it just pales in comparison to what God offers. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, that's why I'm trying to just tell people on here. But I see it in the workplace and it the morale was so low that I actually wrote up a thing. And I still have it in my other notebook in the very, very back. I wrote how to improve morale. And I was going to go around to the certain people that I know would have really good input on that mm -hmm. and get their take on it. Of course, that kind of fell through. But I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think people just they just like to live for the drama and they 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 like causing those divisions? And I think some people, I think a select few really thrive on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And really like the, the drama. I think for the most part, maybe I'm being naive, but I think for the most part, people don't like that drama, but they've done it for so long that it's the norm for them. So, for example, if we say this stems from sin, well, wh what do you do? You you described, I can't wait till you release that, uh, that the first interview that we had, uh, because you talked about jealousy. And you talked about the impact of jealousy and you went in depth about it. And it is it's something that is truly, truly, truly uh, devastating to relationships, to the soul, to the individual. And that's what you see. And I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing 
someone being jealous, don't know how to deal with it. They're used to just saying, you know what? I should have got that. And this is how I'm going to respond to it. They don't know any other way to do it. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing. I don't think, I think there's only a select few. I, I, like I said, maybe I'm being naive. I think there's only a select few that intentionally are saying, you know what, I want to do this. But then I think there's a, the other group that doesn't quite know how to, <laughs> they know it's not right, but they're used to it. And this is their response every time to be divisive when they do not get their way. Well, and, and, you know, and the Bible talks about not being lukewarm either. So you have the people that are red hot fire. They're, you know, they got their torches and everything. You got other people like, eh, I don't, I mean, I'm here. It's can't it's, play the fence. No, can't play the fence. Because, because you, then you are, then you are making a decision then. And that's, so that's what we've talked about on this show several times. And so playing the fence is such a, I don't know. I don't like people that ride the fence. I know you're in the same boat as well because you just don't know, ever know where they're at. But, you know, Jesus, uh, back in our main text, if we go back to Luke 11, he's talking about, you know, there is no, there's no fence here. I mean, and he, and kind of getting a little bit of a backstory on this. I mean, the Pharisees who are supposed to be the religious elite are mm -hmm. calling him who just miraculously cast out a demon who made this man mute and he started speaking. And then the first thing that came out of their mouth was, well, you did it by the power of the devil. <laughs> yeah. And to go, taking that a step farther, calling Jesus, who is the most holy, a worker of Satan, getting his power from Satan. I, I don't, I mean, I just don't know how much more of a slap in the face you can get, but right. You know, Jesus was saying, well, if, if I get my powers from Satan and cast on demons, the kingdom is divided against itself. So we talked about the kingdom divided against itself, but I want to get to the latter part of verse 17. Because we're talking about a kingdom. That's mm -hmm. all-encompassing. It's like a nation. We think about a kingdom. But Jesus gets personal at the end of 17 where he says, And a house divided against itself falls. And the house in the Greek means a family, household, or lineage. And, you know, I know, Mike, you have five kids. You're a family man. You, you love your family. Uh, you do anything for your family. Uh, we were actually talking about when we were watching the, the fights on, uh, just last time mm -hmm. together. And when if you said someone was going after your wife like that, man, that's that. Right. It, it's, it's automatic go time. Right. <laughs> but um, taking that step farther, because I know your family man and how important family is to you uh it's kind of like a two-parter question so why do you think families today aren't what god intended them to be and then taking that a step farther why do you think or what things cause a house to be divided and eventually fall it's a loaded question it's it, it is and you know I, i've thought about that and you know a little background for me i've, I've spent my whole working career, working in social work, working with uh, people in treatment centers, working with uh, people that are considered the lowest of the lows, you know, the people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol. And I say that because that's what society says. That's not what most of us say. But that's been my field. I've worked with adults. I've worked with uh, 
the youth and shelters, foster care. Uh, I've done in-home care with families. So I've done that for 20 years, seen a lot of different things. Uh, I think when it comes down to the family, the reason why it's so divisive at times, I'm going to sum it up in one word, judgment. Hmm. When I look at some of the families I've encountered, they have felt so defeated, so hopeless. Uh, they've received help from so many different people and it didn't work. Uh, they thought that their families were a part of their support system, but found out that really they weren't. And it comes down to how we look at each other, well, how we look at each other. We're not looking at each other as brothers and sisters. We're, we have the tendency as humans to look at another person who's doing something that we think is different than our own opinions. And we look at them from a place of judgment. So we have on the gown, we have the gavel, and we are sitting there judging them. And what that does is that creates that division automatically. Then it creates these negative thoughts and these negative attitudes. And then you start to treat that person a little differently. Then you feel like you could say uh, pretty much whatever you want because you're up here and you're down there. And that's why when I was on my vacation, I was listening to uh, your podcast and you were talking about the tongue. Oh, yeah. How it's so small, but it can destroy. It can. It is the greatest weapon, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. that we have. It's the same thing. That judgment brings about the tongue saying vile things. And then look, we feel we feel that we're in the right to judge because like I said, we are we are higher up and we're not even looking at the impact that it's having on someone. And so we're looking at it as well, they're already down and out and they're already doing what they're not supposed to do. So it doesn't even matter. It wasn't me that created that, but it was you. You were a part of that now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Bringing this person down. So I think judgment is part of the reason, one of the main reasons that we see these families, our family, even my family included, being so divisive. And it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it's something that's so easy that could be turned around. You know, take off, take off the gown, put the gavel away because that's not yours to have. You know, right. how about we extend our hand out and say, you know what? I may not have gone through what you've gone through. I may not have had the same experiences, but I'm here to walk with you and I'm here to do whatever I can to support you. Now, everybody's support is going to look a little different because of maybe what they're gifted with or their skill level or their experience level. But the fact is, I'm not here to judge, <laughs> you know, right? I'm not here to judge. Well, and I, I do agree with that. And one of the things that yeah, we're told not to do is judge not unless you be judged. So, you know, if you're out doing those things yourself, yet you might be concealing it a little bit better, but looking down on your family members or whoever it is, 
I mean, you're no better than the Pharisees that are calling Jesus uh, uh, basically a demonic possessed Samaritan. That was right. the lowest you can lowest blow you can give him. And I, I think kind of taking this just a little just a little step to the left here, but uh, I have you know I have some neighbors who are going through some tough times. You know, they just had their kids taken away. And I, I know they have a drug problem. And I was driving up to my house yesterday, uh, running some errands, came in and there's some, you know, people that got in the car that coming from the house. And my first thought was, well, they look kind of sketchy. And, you know, I got into my house and I had, you know, you know, my house is, you know, it's not the greatest house ever, but it's, it's a nice one. And, and I, you know, I stopped and was thinking for a minute. I was like, you know, instead of thinking so poorly, making that judgment on people, mm-hmm. have I invited them to church yet? Have I shared the, the good news of Christ yet? No. So that's what Jesus would do. And, you know, all, th- all throughout Jesus' ministry, he was dining, eating, and hanging out with the sinners. Mm-hmm. The one thing that that occurred though, Jesus didn't partake in their activities, but they were transformed by him. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we fall short on. And I'm including that too, is that we see these people who are, you know, like you said, could be like thought of as the lowest of lows, but those who Jesus came to save. Right. And people do not understand the power of, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Just in passing. Yes, it looks like you might have had a long night. It looks like maybe you have uh, been been on a three-day binger. But you know what? I'm not going to walk past you in fear. I'm not going to walk past you in judgment. I'm going to greet you just as like I would greet anyone else. And it may be something so simple. But... You just don't know who you're encountering. You know, you don't know whose life could change from that encounter. Something so simple. You don't know what that conversation could lead to. There's been plenty of conversations that uh, I've encountered just by that simple phrase. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. And and then it leads to more. And I'm like, all of a sudden, five, 10 minutes later, talking to someone I didn't know, they're telling me about things that they're going through. I'm telling them about things that I've been going through. And you know what? Maybe I didn't say, hey, this is how your life needs to be led. But at the same time, we're planting that seed and we're learning from each other because you know what? Maybe that next person that they encounter, they will plant that seed even even further, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's just how we encounter. We have to be cognizant on our judgment of people. And I know it's it seems impossible not to do, but... For instance, if I know I'm going over, if I know I have a family member that's struggling mm-hmm. and maybe I'm frustrated with it, maybe they have stolen from me, maybe they have uh, mistreated my family, maybe they've said mean things about me. But however, if my heart is in the position of helping, I cannot be 
in the position of being the judge, juror, and ex- executioner as well, you know? Right. You can't you can't be selfless and be a judge at the same time, you know what I mean? You can't, uh, there's only one person who could do that, <laughs> you I, know what right. I mean? Yep. We, we are not capable of doing that, mm-hmm. you know, because we have our own selfish motives. Well, and that just, that's a perfect segue into a situation I was in recently where I had some people that have been mistreating me and my family for years. I mean, mm-hmm. years and years and years. And over the years, I have gotten colder. I, you know, I've never, I never raised my voice to them. Uh, I've never insulted them and done anything overly wrong. But as the years have gone on, I have noticed that I've gotten colder. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I know that's not okay to do is 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 to do exactly that because all I, I remember saying out loud, and I hate to admit this out loud, but I said I'm not going to give them anything other than just basic politeness. And it wasn't until just recently, again, I've been saying recently on the show that every time I open up the Bible, I'm either I'm <laughs> both two things convicted and amazed. Yeah. And I know that being that way towards people, especially family members is not the way Christ intended to be because then I started thinking, well, if I'm Christ's ambassador, if I wear the name of Christ and I proclaim his name, yet I'm not loving people like he did, then I'm not, mm-hmm. how can that be? And so I had to really take a step back and humble myself and think, mm-hmm. If you act that way and they, and they, and they see it, it's, it's clear as day. You're not being again, what Christ has supposedly transformed you to be. And not only that, if they don't see it from you, who are they going to see it from? Right. So it's just, I'm really glad you said that because it's, that, that was exactly one of the things I go through. And you know, the family that, mistreats other family members that's really challenging and difficult oh yeah i mean think about it at school in our in our area of employment Mm -hmm. we are punching bags literally you know and we are so patient with it and we can take on a lot of that a lot of the negatives that go along with um being an educator. But when it comes to family, it seems like the littlest thing is more intense and then our patience is is, is minimal because we're thinking, you know what, family shouldn't do that. Family, family should not be talking like this. Family should not try to uh, con other family members and steal from other family members. And I know for me, I just had a conversation about my own family with my dad. And I told him, um, basically straight up our family is no good and you need to break away from them (laughs) you know (laughs) i said that and uh here's what i'm gonna say about this and because i was thinking about it with you it says here in romans 16 17 through 18 i urge you brothers and sisters to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching that you have learned Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. 
By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Mm. Here's the thing. This is why I said what I said about my family, because they've shown over and over that they intentionally are divisive. They intentionally want to get ahead by stepping on someone. And it doesn't matter if it's family. It doesn't matter if it's friend. It doesn't matter who it is. That's what they've shown. And this is not just for my family. This is for anyone that you meet that is is bent on being divisive. What does it say to do? Keep away from them. Mm -hmm. Now, it didn't say judge them and, and point the finger. It just says, hey, keep away from them. And I wholeheartedly believe that. It's just like what you did when you saw that there was a group of people in the building being divisive. What did you do? You kept away from them. Why? Because if you did not, 99%, there's a 99% chance that you're going to end up doing the same things that they're doing, pointing the finger, complaining, being part of a negative situation, uh, helping to create further division amongst your colleagues. And that is why once you, that is how you defeat it. If you are able to recognize that someone is just being divisive, you can tell them once, you can tell them twice. After the second time, man, if they are still doing the same thing, you have to walk away. Yeah, You have to walk away and pray for them. But you cannot be a part of that because you're going to be going down that same spiral and now you're going to be stuck figuring out like, man, how did I get here? Now, how do I get out of here? You know, it, now it's a matter of, of the judgment thing. Now, wait, I realized that I'm with this group and it's not where I need to be. But I don't want to leave them because I don't want them to be mad at me. Because believe me, that will happen. And now you're stuck. You're like, man, I know what I should have done and what I should be doing, but I kind of created a new batch of friends, but I don't want to ruin that relationship either. Now, who's playing the fence now? Oh, and well, <laughs> you know, I, you know what? That, that's something I was just thinking of. It was just like, just bells are going off in my head. Yes, man. The, oh, you know what? And I, I will admit there have been times where being the new guy, you know, you want to make a good impression. You want to be mm -hmm. grace, graceful, everybody. And you want to, you know, show the love of Christ and you want to, you know, I was always taught to put your head down, do the work and mm -hmm. everything else. And, but there, but there were times where, you know, I had to, I had to take a stand and, you know, we talked about on, on your podcast, but you know, we, I, I'm not going to go in too deep, but we were talking about, we are, our, our five foundations for our building that we're going to, we're going to live by and work by mm -hmm. and strive by. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's do this thing. And so basically what happened was I got chosen to be on the compassion one and we were talking about it and write some stuff down. How yes. can we show it? All these things. And I got it straight out of the Bible in Philippians, you know, put others above yourself, mm -hmm. look out for the interests of others. And that was met with direct opposition. And so I already saw and you're like, how, how is that met with direct opposition? It was, you know what I mean? That's I, what I'm thinking. Like, why? It's madness. <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I honestly, I was looking around and I was like, is this really happening right now? Yeah. And, I, and then, you know, but then I started thinking, just like you said, I, these are the people that are agreeing with this person. 
that I just don't know if I want to associate with them. I'll, I'll pray for them. If there are interactions, I'll keep it friendly and everything else, but I'm not going to put my time and effort and myself into these people mm-hmm. that have it. Cause you know, those factions form up and posses or groups or cliques and they, and they just, and they know. And here's the other thing too. What I don't like is those divisions and factions. They usually have with it rumors and gossips, right? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about mm-hmm. that? I told one person and I, I, I let my guard down, Mike. I let my guard yeah. down. I let them in on a little something about myself. And next thing you know, I have someone random come up to me. And, oh, by the way, congratulations on this uh, thing you're doing. That's awesome. I'm like, I didn't tell you that. Right. right. And so <laughs> then you can hear it. Well, Nate's doing this thing. So he's not really fully committed. And, yeah. you know, so it's just. Those are the type of battles that, and you, and you think about it because when I was talking about that com, on that compassion uh, pillar, one of the things that we were talking about, I said, is that we spend more time in school working together, sort of, than we do in our whole in our, most def- our family. Most so, definitely. I mean, we need to we need to push off our our selfish desires and wants and we need to focus on mm-hmm. on others and man that was that's not popular <laughs> that, that baffles me you know i knew i had seen it somewhere it's in in titus it says warn a divisive person once and warn them a second time after that have nothing to do with them you may be sure that such such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. You know, once again, walking away isn't always a bad thing. You no. know, it's not like you're giving up. It's just, hey, I have to set, in order for me to uh, do what I need to do to pray for you, I have to be separated from this. In order for me to not judge and and not to fall into the trap of divisiveness, I have to step away. I have to be separated. Like you said, Jesus sat with the sinners. Jesus sat with them. He didn't indulge in what they were doing, but he sat with them and said, you know what? I'm going to handle my my duties and I'm going to do what I need to do from afar. But I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm going to partake in what you're doing. And I just think that's such an awesome visual because you know, Jesus was getting questioned. Why are you hanging with these guys? You shouldn't right. be around them. Why are you eating dinner with these, these these people? You shouldn't be doing that. That's not what we're supposed to. That's not what the law says to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But it was like, no, I'm here to help and heal. I'm here to heal this world. And, and if it means that I have to sit and eat with people that I'm not supposed to be technically on days that I'm not supposed to be doing it, then that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm here. My mission is different than what you guys are trying to do. Well, and, and that's the thing, because the Pharisees thought that if they were to obey all these 600 plus laws <laughs> yeah. to the T, that that would make them have a right standing with God. And Jesus didn't need all these laws to heal people mm-hmm. and not just heal them physically, but spiritually, because 
himself, faith in him, total belief in him, that's what restored right. them. That's what transformed them. That's what turned them from tax collectors who were completely hated mm-hmm. to, I mean, just completely on fire followers for Jesus Christ. And so those are the things that that I, I try to think about too, because, and that's why, you know, in the Bible, we have to be careful too, because, well, I, I don't, I don't do this. I don't do drugs. Right. I don't drink. I don't gossip. Well, sometimes, but not all the time. Right. But right. I, I don't do all these things. So I, I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good. And then when we're driving down the street and we see someone that's, you know, obviously on drugs and they're talking to himself or yelling or mm-hmm. acting a fool or falling down. And we look at them and then we think, well, I'm glad I'm not like them. Right. And that's exactly what it talks about. And, and I think it's in Luke 18. I'm going to look, I'm not, we're not going to talk about it because I actually did an episode on it. Uh, but the Pharisee and the publican, I believe it's in yep, the uh, chapter 18 and nine through 17. Because that's what the Pharisee said. Well, thank you, God, that I'm not like <laughs> these other people. And uh, right. well, and I did that. I was driving down the road. And I saw this guy. He actually screamed at my car, and I'm like, "Man, I just I, how could that person?" Blah blah blah. All these other things that, and I'm thinking. I, and then I read that story. That that week. that's, that's I'm like, funny. I'm like, that's funny. All right, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, right. but but they. The, and I know, I know we're we're kind of segueing off of uh, family just a little bit, but it, it it really goes down to the heart, and just it's such a really fragile thing, and it's such a mm-hmm. and hard hearts can cause these divisions too, because people that are calloused and hard and yeah. hard hearts, everything bounces off, nothing right. seeps in. Uh, they can look at you and smile and say, mm-hmm. "All right, I, I sounds good." And I'll, uh, uh, I'm just, I'm voicing my concerns to you. And then you say, "Well, at the next meeting, say something about it." Then like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm not gonna put myself right. out there. And you do the same thing with family. There's there's a situation going on, uh, something that's really divisive, and causing issues, and someone should step up and say something and no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. That's right. And then what do you, what do you do? You just, you sweep everything under the rug and pretend everything's okay. And then after everything starts festering up and bubbling, just explosion mm-hmm. happens. And then if it's, well, the way people are outside of Christ, typically, right. I mean, they never talk ever again. You know, you just reminded me of like, this is a family dynamic, and I'm, I'm speaking about my own family as well, but I've seen this in a lot of other families. Here's the family dynamic that I see a lot, and it's speaking to what you just said. Everyone gets together on Christmas and Thanksgiving. People come from out of town. You give a bunch of hugs. You say, I miss you. I love you. Can't wait to see you again. Let's get together. Let's stay in touch. You do that because grandma is the glue, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Grandma's the glue, and maybe one other person is the glue. They pass. They're no longer here with us. Our families have not gotten together, have not stayed in touch, uh, continued to fight, 
even more now since grandma won't find out, you know what I mean? Right, or, right. Or, <laughs> right. or the glue that was there, they're not, they're long, no longer there to be the peacemakers. And now all, all gloves are off. Sure. And that's the dynamic of my family. And that's the dynamic of, of what I've experienced with family. And that's the dynamic that I've seen with a lot of other families. So what's causing that? Why? Well, we talked about it. Jealousy, judgment, hardened hearts. Jealousy helps form that hardened heart, mm-hmm. you know, and they just haven't been penetrated yet. But it, it's crazy. And, and that's what makes it so frustrating with family, because now I'm, I'm hugging someone like an aunt or an uncle. And I'm like, instead of thinking like, man, focusing on the warm embrace, I'm focusing on like, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. We don't mean this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We don't. We don't. <laughs> We're, let's not play games. Here. Right. 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 We well, don't care about what the next person's doing when we leave here. I know it. Well, and I, that's the same thing happened to my family. Uh, and I, I think it's happened to a lot of families. And so, and that and it's such a sad thing too, because uh, what one thing that has caused a, a lot of division and we haven't, touched on this aspect of it and we'll touch on just a little briefly but jesus has caused a huge division in my family you know uh on my side of the family my immediate family you know we were all you know staunch bible believing christians we're not we're not really an in your face about it and we try to live it out more than we mm-hmm. like condemn people because I've already experienced that doesn't work uh, when you put the big signs up and then, you know, you tell people that they're going to go to hell and all those type of things. Right, right. Although it is the truth, but it's there's different ways to go right. about it. But Jesus has caused. And I'm sure it's the same thing in your family, major divisions. And in his word, he actually has said that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Jesus says that he came to bring a sword. He came to bring a fire and to, to cause a division between families. So you talked about in the very, very beginning of our episode about, about divisions that can be a good thing. Sometimes the weight of being a Christian is too much for people to bear because they have such a tight knit family, which is great. That's, that's how it should be. But if it's not God centered, uh, you know, those are the type of things that happen when family members pass away that are the glue and they no longer meet. That's happened to two sets of my family members, uh, my wife's side and my side. And going again, going back to it, Jesus has caused that division because a lot of family gatherings Two of them that I weren't there for because I was with my other family members mm-hmm. on my wife's side, but there were major divisions. I mean, arguments saying they would they, people on the other side of the family, they were saying, Your family is uh just so judgmental, and they we you're you always shove the Bible down our throats, and that's honestly never happened. Right. And the same day that happened. The same thing happened to my wife's side of the family because they were talking, uh, you know, that side of the family drinks a lot and everything. And so they were talking about man is living longer than they ever had in their history. 
And then my wife, which I thought was really courageous of her to do that, stepped up and said, well, you know, the Bible talks about people living hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. And that was met with direct up. I mean, complete hostility and all that <laughs> and all that stuff. I had no idea was even there. Yeah. And then, you know, basically long story short, one of the family members goes, well, uh, you know, if she can't, you know, talk about it with me, how can she talk with anybody else? And then my calm response is, well, I'll talk to you about it. I don't think that person realized that how much I knew mm -hmm. and that's not, that's not, you know, patting myself on the back, but right. Breaking this down to its simplest terms, belief in Christ causes, I mean, major division in families. You made me think about my first marriage. I was young, I was 19. And I remember when I got baptized, I got baptized at 19. And I grew up in the church, you know, I knew about Christ. I knew about all of it. I knew about, you know, what it meant. Uh, finally, when it was 19, it finally hit home with me. You know, I finally started to understand uh, enough of about the crucifixion and the resurrection, you know, and the resurrection, you know, and what that truly meant, why Jesus, what Jesus's purpose on earth was. So at 19, it finally it made a little bit of sense. Still didn't know a lot. You know what I mean? Because sure. I was still asking questions like, I don't get it. I didn't get it. It's not until recent where it was just like, you know what? Now I get it. Yep. I, now I see it, you know, because now I'm a, uh, I'm a, a seasoned father, you know what I mean? Sure. And see some things. And now I'm like, oh, this is how it all correlates. Right. But long story short, I got baptized. I am on fire, excited. I feel the change. I, I, I'm just a new person. I'm, I'm just headed. I just feel good about what's going on. I'm serving God and my wife. I thought was going to be happy for me. But instead, I was met with, so what, you think you're better than me? What, so you think you're holier than me because you got baptized and you're reading the Bible more and d doing this and this and that? Totally. Didn't even know. I thought it was bringing our family together. Totally divided our family. Wow. Divided it. And during that time, never, never came close to even mending that, you know, and, and it's probably ultimately why we ended up splitting. Wow. It just wasn't going to work. It's crazy. But I, how taken back was I? I'm sitting here all happy. I'm like, man, did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know that? Hey, read this with me. Hey, I want to share this with you, man. We could do so many great things if we're both walking, you know what I mean? And, Nope. Oh, <laughs> Met with the opposite. Rocked my world. It was the first time I've been. It was my first experience like that with someone close to me. You know, that's close. That's as close as it gets. Right. Right. Wow. It was crazy. Well, so you, you're right about it. Jesus will cause division, even with those that love you, that are the closest to you. Well, and I, I just want to, I guess, you know, obviously you're, uh, you know, remarried and, you know, yes. extremely happy and blessed and, 
big family and uh, you still one up me in the kids department, which I'm yeah. not going to match you in. Yeah. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I will say, I will say that, you know, going back to that, uh, that major, that, and that was just a mind blowing story. I mean, that's just, it, it's incredible how someone who people think doesn't exist and people that he people think that he's just he was a guy that that lived back in those old ancient right. days and he was a good teacher but it's it's amazing how he can cause that divisiveness because mm. uh light has nothing to do with darkness and i should mm. actually flip that around darkness <laughs> doesn't want anything to do with the light right. and what i really just when i was listening to your story was really encouraged by is you know that could have been a time where i mean you're on fire for the lord and and you're excited and then that devastating event happens you could have easily crumpled cave in and compromise and say you know what it's not worth it mm -hmm. because a lot of people do do that so i that that's just a testament to the holy spirit within you because that kind of rejection that kind of hostility and division mm -hmm. is you know when you're married to somebody that you know they become in essence your your whole world i mean obviously christ is supposed to be the center right but but you become one oh sure and you know yeah and the fact that that's you know so we're supposed to be one but you're split right like not just torn apart you are on opposite ends of the spectrum you know and it is it is, I don't know how else to say it. It is a weird feeling. It is not comfortable. No, no. <laughs> you know? No, I, I couldn't imagine at all. And that's just, you know, and I, I figured this point would be the biggest point of discussion because, you know, family is just, I mean, think about all the topics. We haven't even hit on the last one yet. Mm -hmm. But we just to recap, we talked about the workplace. I mean, we spent a lot of time at work. We talked about that. And then we talked, now we're talking, we're kind of wrapping up with, with family here i mean those two aspects are just completely i mean that's pretty much a whole entire lives is yeah work and home yeah and a lot of times we do i mean we want to spend every moment we can enjoy and and get the most out of life in our time away from work mm -hmm. and i guess you know since we brought up christ you know, that is a perfect segue into our last topic which is about the church now yes. again the listeners are not gonna be able to, to hear uh the podcast that you did that I, you had me on just yet yeah but yeah. Uh, when we were talking off the air we were talking about the church and how that there's some things with the church today that that are concerning so my i guess perfect segue into the next part of this is what are your concerns about the state of the church today? And because we did have a, a discussion on that. So what are the, some of the things that your concerns are? Uh, and also what are some things that you feel that cause division as well, or right. has some of those things we talked about are factored into that? I, I, um, man, this is, it's deep. This, this is deep. This is touchy, <laughs> but I'm going to be as real and as honest as I can be. And when it comes to the church, you know, we, we have our, 
we have our own ideas on on what it should be or what we're used to because right. of what we grew up with. Sure. Um, and then, but basically, the church is just like Jesus. Either people are like, yes, yes, yes. Or there's the outsiders like, oh, no, I am not going into that building. I'm not being a part of that. Uh, it's just not what it needs to be, whatever. I don't feel comfortable, whatever it may be. I think over the years, uh, over the past like three years, I'll say, I've just been sitting back and looking at the church and just thinking about it. And I, I've just thought about it in a kind of a different light. And and I'm not saying the church is bad. I, I believe the church is necessary. The church is where you're going to be around people that are like-minded. The, the church is helping you re stay rejuvenated so you can get through, you know, so you can meet in fellowship and then also uh, build it build your support, you know, mm -hmm. because we're not built to walk alone. But in the same essence, I think there's been a lot of division in the church that I've seen and it's different uh, ways of people feel that it should be done differently. <clears throat> but I think ultimately it comes down to the division that I see comes down to people putting their own agendas ahead of the true message. And as I see that, I'm thinking to myself, is this something I want to be a part of? And there is times, Nate, I mean, to be totally transparent, I've thought about, do I need the church? I, 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 I can study and I can go out and I can do all this stuff without it. And I've, I've, I've actually thought about that. And I now I just told you, I think the church is necessary, but I've gotten to the point where I've thought like, man, is this something that I, I, I truly need for a man like me that's grown up in it? Do I need it? Can I go without it? Can I stand alone and just do it? Or even better, can I do church differently? Can I just do it uh, the way, can I do church the way we see Jesus doing it in the Bible? Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm I've had all those thoughts because of the divisiveness. Listen, politics has totally, totally divided the church. Oh, absolutely. And people are, it's like every every Sunday, people are, are trying to recruit, <laughs> you know, they're trying to recruit people to their, their side. And, you know, all I hear at your, well, the left, the left thinks this and the right thinks this and those Democrats are doing this and those Democrats are doing that and they're ruining this and Republicans are ruining this and they're saying this and saying that. And I'm just like, man, man, I'm at church, bro. I'm not trying to. I know. <laughs> I'm not. And then you hear people. Well, the pastor said that he, he believes in this. And so I don't agree with that. I'm going to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. That's what I've been seeing. And I'm like, man, is this is this what I want to be around? Are we are we that fragile that people can't have different opinions anymore? Or it's if you're not thinking like me and you're not on my team, I can't be a part of anything you do. Aside from the church, I know I'm, I'm going on, but aside from the church, I just got questioned about my relationship with my my best friend who I spoke on earlier. Oh yeah. Oh, off the record, I guess. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we have different political views. And they were, how are you still friends with them? Okay. I wouldn't be friends with them. Even if he was my family member, I wouldn't be friends with them. I'm like, well, how silly is that? I trust this man with my family, with my kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have a relationship where we truly love each other and we look out for each other. And we, we just have a bond, a brotherhood that has lasted over 25 years since middle school. Why am I going to break this? Because he disagrees with me. And believe me, this isn't the first time that we've disagreed. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So how foolish of me to, to break a friendship where I know his heart. I know he's, I know he's just, I just know he is a true friend. You know what I mean? And so sure. why would I break that over some political mess that I have no control over? Well, and, and I guess the other thing too is, you know, cause I, you did mention off, off air that, you know, that he was kind of, he's on the fence, yes. doesn't know. And, yes. you know, being around you, uh, hearing you talk, hearing you, hearing you uh, speak maybe on your podcast and, you know, seeing that you go to church still, despite all these other things that's going on and, uh, you know, putting Christ as, as the center and your faith is in him. Yeah. You might be his only Avenue to the truth. And so I think just like what you're, what you're saying that church has become too political. Um, and there's even politics in church. That's what's even scarier. Right. And not only that, but you know, you talked about a little bit earlier with politics you know, our nation is divided with, you know, either you're red or blue. And really it's, it's almost set up for failure. And the church sometimes, mm -hmm. instead of staying true to what God says, what we sometimes do is we like to chase the culture. We like to mm -hmm. talk on the politics and talk on this and talk about that. And honestly, it's, it's really scary and, and it's a terrifying thing that when the church decides to pursue the culture and pursue politics because those are things of the world and we're not supposed to follow the ways of man we're supposed to follow the ways of god and the other thing i think too this is just my personal opinion and why churches are so divided at times is because people are not in the word of god and they have no idea what it right. says I just did a recent study on, I guess I shouldn't say a study, but I just did a uh, message on the uh, the will of God. And I was looking at some surveys and a vast majority of people only read a line in the Bible a month. Mm -hmm. And they want to comment like they're, like they're Bible experts. And it's scary is that people in the church are guilty of that too. They they'll come on Sundays. They'll get their they'll get their Jesus fix. Mm -hmm. They'll get they'll get the goosebumps and the hair stand up and the warm and fuzzies and shake some hands and hug some mm -hmm. necks. And then okay, I got my Jesus thing done. Now I can go do this. Right. And and those are the those are the most dangerous people because those are the kind of people. That because they don't follow what Jesus says, 
and exactly what you said earlier, they have their own agendas. We had some people come into, uh, come into the church. They had their own agendas, their own plans. And when, and when the pastor had to step away for a mm -hmm. little, for a little while, man, they just, the savage wolves, just, right. they came in and they started doing all these horrible things and bullying people around and mm -hmm. holding secret meetings. And then when confronted, were met with, uh, I mean, crazy opposition, yelling, screaming, everything else, and then left the church and haven't been back since. The scary part, Mike, is those people were deacons and elders. Mm. That's what's terrifying. Yes. And so you cannot just let any person off the street come in and be a deacon or elder. Right. And that's a whole other different conversation. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is people come in and when people want to come in and want to, hey, let's let's work on the church a little bit. Let's let's right. let's do some things in here to make this exciting. That usually is met with opposition as well. Mm -hmm. I've been in part of churches. I kid you not, that got so angry over the choice of the carpet that it caused I it. It, I caused, it. it caused a split. And then you had you had this other guy come in who said basically. He spoke well. He looked the part. He had the slick hair. Mm -hmm. He had the, you know, the smart guy glasses, whatever it is you want to call it. And he comes in, looks at the leadership after he's been there for a little bit. And he says, I think the leadership in here needs to change. And he looked at all of them. And sure enough, he got his little, little disciples. And I tell you what, I never, I never experienced it. Like, like I've up until that point. And I was like a young man. I was like 15, mm -hmm. 16 years old. But when you walked into church, it was a complete split down the middle. The left side yes. was this group. Yes. The right side was this group. And it was just, it was really, really sad because there's a lot of great things that was going on in that church. Mm -hmm. uh, God was moving, but Satan, and we haven't talked about him yet. Right. <laughs> he looks for ways to come in to steal, kill, and destroy what God calls good. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so great about Jesus. He come, he's, he, he's come to destroy the works of the devil. And I don't know. I just, I, I just really appreciate what you just said right there because that just nail, nails it right on the head. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know, it, it's like a... People don't want to take the time to teach anymore. Right. If, if, like what you were saying about people holding on to a few lines of the, of the scripture. Sure. Or maybe they have a few verses memorized or whatnot. It's like some people intentionally try to get into arguments <laughs> and then they sway the argument their way intentionally so they can spout out some things. And then it becomes, I won, you lost. It's becoming win and lose instead of hey let me teach what what does okay you said you were going through this maybe that's not the right perspective that you have what do, what does the bible say let me let me show you let's go over this and let's let's learn from it and i think that's one thing that you know you touched on 
earlier when I was uh, uh, talking about when I was first got baptized and got saved and, you know, my wife at the time was not happening. And the reason why I was able to maintain is because my mom, my dad, my grandma, you know, I knew the importance of it and it wasn't going to break me there. You know, that, that was something new, but it wasn't going to break me because I, I knew, even though it took me a while, I already knew, I knew God was real. I knew that he loved me. I knew that he had something in store. I knew that uh, he is the saving grace of the world. I knew that I just didn't understand, you know, why he had to send his son down and what his son was actually doing here on earth. And once you start to realize that, you just look at things differently, especially from a father to father. You look at things differently. You just hope that you would do something like that for your own children and not just for your own children, but for the whole world, you know, but just, I don't know. We, it, it feels like that's what's missing in church. I don't know. I don't know. There was a, a church I used to attend. The pastor moved away back uh, to Hawaii. Love that church. Now, did I see things that were that where I could have been indifferent? Yeah, but those were little things. Those were like you know, I'm not, I'm not there to to get mad at you know, like you said, the new carpet or whatever. Sure, There's yeah. a bad choice or the mm-hmm. way they renovated the building or how much money did they spend on it. I don't care. It just needed to be done. And right. we raised the funds to do it. You know, I wasn't I wasn't worried about that. But some people were worried about, well, where's the money going? Where's this? Where's it? I don't care. I'm trusting that this man and is uh walking with God and that he is spending it where he said he's spending it. And plus the books were open for anyone to go see. Right. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. if I really want to see and dig in, deep, dig deep, I'll go ask him. But I didn't care about that. But long story short, he had the ability to teach, show love and be welcoming. Um, what is that? Ohana is that family, I believe in, in in, in in Hawaii, that was that was that was what he was saying. It was like family; everyone was family. But it was truly like that. But when he left, it was just kind of different, right? You know, mm-hmm. you felt you didn't feel as if everything was truly family. It felt like, okay, here are the numbers. We need more people. We need more people. We need more. We need, you know what I mean? It was all about, Yep. we need this amount of people because then we can net this amount of money. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it felt like. It felt like a business, which I know there is a business aspect to the church, but it felt like that was being put on the forefront. And that is where I'm like, man, do I need this? Do I really need to be a part of this? Is this what I want? Because now I'm worried about that and now I'm not getting spiritually fed. I don't know. Well, I'm rambling, but I'm I'm sorry. It, no, it's just it's, no that you're we're we're talking. I mean, this is as real as it gets. I mean, these are just seriously discussions that we would have like over the phone. Mm-hmm. And you know, hearing that, 
that that frightens me because you know when you start putting other things anything in front of god it's idolatry and i don't know how many times god has warned us in scripture not to put our trust and faith in money not to put our hope in money not to put everything in money because you'll never have enough and if the leadership is focused on bringing people in just so that they can pay the bills their faith in god is, mm -hmm. is very shallow god causes the increase right we're supposed to be faithful and and, and we're supposed to be believing in him despite all the things that are going on around us and mm -hmm. you know uh we talked a little bit off air about some things that you know we're going through but you know those are the, those are the same things as well mm -hmm. and in a church though it, it's just when you have somebody who is on fire for the lord who doesn't deviate from scripture but tries to live it out mm -hmm. to his his congregation that's really god's because god Jesus is is the great shepherd. Pastors, and I would include their elders, they're the under shepherds. Mm -hmm. And so they're under his supervision. They're under his tutelage. And everything that's in this book, it clearly states out how we're supposed to live in, in this life and in as it pertains to godliness. And when people start deviating from his path and deviating from his word, all throughout the Bible from right. the beginning to the end, when people start deviating from him saying, you know what, we, God, we, we don't really mind you as our King so much, uh, but we want an earthly King. Give mm -hmm. us that as insulting as that is. So you want a flawed man right. to be your King right. versus the most holy, righteous being of all that, that created all things you want are you sure about that mm -hmm. yep and then god being so gracious says all right okay but didn't really work out too well no and so we try to have our own agendas because we don't think that this book is really what it is at right. times we don't think god is as powerful as he is and how real and how holy he is because if we really believe that, if we really believe that this book that sit in front of us, the Bible is God's holy word. Those are mm -hmm. really his words. Those are, I mean, I, we do, but I'm saying if people as a whole really bought into that, if we fully believe that as, as people, mm -hmm. I mean, this book you could not buy. I mean, this is going to be completely random, completely random. <laughs> but I was walking down the street when we were on uh, vacation. This is years ago walking down the road and we went into this little shop little knickknacks and stuff mm -hmm. but on the display window i don't and this is again i'm sorry this is completely random there is a gigantic t-rex head that was an actual fossil they wanted five thousand dollars i'm not sure if it's an actual fossil i i could be wrong right, it's probably right. a replica but the, the long story short that's five thousand dollars and of course, you know, my son's like, let's get it, dad. I'm like, yeah, that would be kind of cool. But $5,000, you could buy a, like a pretty decent car for that. Mm -hmm. My, But my point is, is that this book, because it's God's word and it shows us the way of salvation through Christ, that this, this book should be, I mean, priceless.
-hmm. you should not be able to buy it. What what just happened? Uh, the guy from Amazon, that Bezos guy, yeah, just took a little trip in outer space, cost like a billion dollars. Right. I mean, I'm never going to take a trip to outer space, but we believe in the God who created space and all these things. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's his joy. He can do all these. He can have all this money. He can have all this wealth. He can have all the successes. I went to outer space, but like what you said earlier he eventually will be missing something inside. And so you can have all these things, but if you don't have Christ, man, you're, you're just lacking. And so uh, one scripture I want to read uh, for everybody is found in Jude. Uh, there's only one chapter verses 18 and 19. As a matter of fact, I'm going to jump up to 17 as well. It says, but you beloved ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, in the last time there will be mockers, following after their own ungodly lusts. You're about your agendas. Yes. And then 19, listen to this. This is this is just blows me away. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly minded, devoid of the spirit. And the spirit right there is boom. It, I mean, that's, <laughs> there it is. I mean, the div. So uh, on my notes here, I, I want to read them off because every time I deviate from my notes, I try to say it better, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but God is telling us that people who are worldly minded, who are devoid of the Holy Spirit, those are the people that cause the divisions. And you know, it, it's just it's just also a thing. I, I've been saying this on the show a lot too. That Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. And if if he is, if the Holy Spirit is, is inside of you and you're letting the word just work in your life and work in your heart, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to have the mind of the world that's focused on divisions and, and your own self and your own lustful desires but you're going to be focused on other people. Just be in, like it says in first Corinthians, it says that we have the mind of Christ. So, I mean, it's just, I see the, I, I see those people who have everything. And sometimes you're like, man, I wish I had that. Mm -hmm. Or for example, I didn't talk about too much uh, last episode, but, you know, have you heard of Ravi Zacharias? No, I'm no. Not familiar. Well, he was considered one of the most, I mean, God-fearing men. I mean, could talk about all the ism and is and all this mm -hmm. worldly things to kind of counter-argue God to them. Was a, a really, like, really intelligent man of God. I mean, people, I mean, just adored him, looked up to him, and... I mean, thousands of people show up to his, I mean, his seminars and studies and uh, his sermons. But uh, he passed away just uh, about a year or so ago, and it just came out that he was uh, guilty of sexual misconduct with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we're talking about in church is we cannot, we cannot put people. 
I don't care who they are, in any aspect in the realm of Christ. Yeah, that no, you can't do it. I think that's a, we, what do we want, you know, as a people, we want someone to lead us. You know, that's why the government is set up the way it is. So we can sit there and say, hey, we need this person to lead us. But is that really true? I mean, am I going to really, I just don't take, okay, I'm not trying to make your podcast what it's not, but I was going to go political (laughs) real quick. So I'm not, I'm not going to go deep down that rabbit hole, but I, I will say this when it comes to politics, I don't play the fence. I'm not neutral, but I look at myself as independent. I am registered as independent. I will say that. But I, why, why, why can't we just look at each other as Americans? You know, why is that so tough? Why does it have to be, I'm this or this? Why can't we look at each other as a whole? And that's what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? I'm like, like, why can't we just do that? But going along with, um, I feel like that has leaked into the, the church. You know, that, that mentality, it has to be split. It has to be us against them or it has to be our way or no way. And not only in the church, it's leaked into our families, it's leaked into work, as we can see with that, with the vision. I mean, the vision is something that is, it it, it destroys. It destroys. Mm-hmm. So we have to really check and see what we're what side are we on. If we are on the side of Christ, we can beat it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And we can get past it. But if we're not, we're going to be circling out in the same circle of doom, the same circle of chaos, the same circle of 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 just dissension and we we don't know how to get out of it. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. I I just I guess for my part the the thing that we can do is just continue to pray and and have faith. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you to be honest. That division that uh, I've been experiencing has really put my faith to the test, really. And you would think it'd be something else, but to me, it's something so simple. <laughs> right. I don't know why it means so much to me, but it, it has really put my faith to the test because I'm like, you know what, I'm done. I ain't gonna pray for them. Yeah, I've thought that right. like oh, I'm good. They just want to be like that, and they don't want to uh, fight the good fight. They want to be selfish and jealous and 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 spoiled because they didn't get their way. I, I I'm done praying. I've thought that. Mm-hmm. I've not prayed because of that, my feelings on that. You know what I mean? But then, like you said, talking with you, <laughs> reading, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. And then it's saying, if I stop praying, then where's my faith? And where's my faith at? Where's my faith in God? Do I think that since this problem is huge for me, that it's too big for for God to fix? I don't want to look at him and say, yeah, that's how I was feeling. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like when your mom, like my mom used to ask, when we're in trouble, my mom was like, oh, so you say I'm lying? It's like, uh... I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying anything. Even if I felt like maybe I'm not saying yeah, you know what I mean? No. Right. 
and that's how I feel in this situation. But, um, but the beauty of it is this, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this, the beauty of it is this, the difference between, um, someone who's following Christ in this situation and someone who's not, is that I know there is a way out and I know there is hope. And I know there is, I have faith that the, the situation can and will be resolved. It may not be how I think it's going to be resolved. It may not be, it may not have anything to do with me to resolve the issue. Right. It may be someone else, but I know that it can be resolved. And that's what makes me happy in my heart and in my spirit. That's, uh, that's some deep stuff there. I mean, it's, you know, and the, the thing I keep thinking about just when you were just talking there and just was, aren't we glad that, that God doesn't treat us like we treat other people? Oh. I mean, it's because it's, it's the same thing I did with that. The, you know, the guy on the street, it's just, it, you know, like, I'm not going to pray for him. That, that wasn't even my first thought. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where that's where that's where human grace, human compassion, human, you can go down the list. It only goes so far. Yeah. Because if you, if you inflict harm on me, you say anything bad about me, you do something I don't think is morally right, then I'm going to, again, slam that gavel down and say, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. And that I've, I've experienced that in the work, kind of going back to the workplace. It, it, matter of fact, it goes anywhere. It, 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 we'll take that step farther. It can go to the workplace. It can go at home, family, or it can even at the church where I was at work and this person was wronged by somebody. It was wrong, but it wasn't a major deal. Mm-hmm. And basically, this person said, who was wronged because they're unfortunately in my circle that I had to work with. And they said that, okay, well, this person wronged me exploitative them. I'm done. They're dead to me. And I looked at that person. I'm like, man, that's really cold. And I know you mean it too. (laughs) And so that, but that's what, but that's what happens is people, human grace. And that's why that, that buzz phrase, that school, about we didn't show each all we show each right. other grace. And that's why it bothered me so much because I I know how far human grace yes. goes, and the only one that can truly make an impact is Christ. And you know, unfortunately, I didn't have any. I, I talked to a few people at school. Yeah, but you know, I guess kind of getting this back to where we we just were. But I mean, that happens in family that happens in in church someone does something or says something wrong to you and uh i'm not i'm I'm done with you and right. you know christ tells us in, in matthew when peter says how many times are we supposed to forgive seven times no i said 70 times seven i mean so you're saying 490 times i mean really that's right i mean it's unlimited so it's just those are the kind of things that we sometimes we we hear about it, we even we even read it, but it's a whole other, whole other ball game 
to live it out. And that's it just, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. There's so many pitfalls and traps waiting for us that, uh, I mean, we have no choice but to stumble. Yeah. But at the same time, every, every adversity and every roadblock doesn't have to lead to you falling into a pit of despair, a pit of chaos, you know, and that's right. the difference when you do have Christ in your life is that you're, these are now stumbling blocks. They're not, they're not, uh, they're just roadblocks that you can get over, you know, speed bumps. Sometimes a little higher of a roadblock, whatever. Maybe you got some some trees like the storm we just had weeks ago. Right. You know, maybe you have some trees that you have to get over or cut down. But they're no longer, you know, the we talked about castles. They're no longer the walls that are built to protect the castle, you know, that mm -hmm. you have to climb over. And I think that's the difference. So uh, those hearts, it goes back to the heart, being selfless, Philippians 2, 3, putting others before you. I, I use that for coaching. I've used that oh, for coaching for I don't know how many years now. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, that's yeah, that that's completely perfect. I I actually just turned my Bible because I just wanted to look at it for myself. It's yeah, that's and you know what that that could just be stamped on the back of a shirt, tattooed on our bodies. Oh, I mean, yeah, that that yeah. right there is just that's that scripture alone was one of the main verses I was kind of living by yeah. last year for, you know, being a first year mm -hmm. teacher and everything. It was just, that was just something I wanted to do. I, I wanted to, you know, a lot of times and see, that's the cool thing about, about Christ is, you know, with not only does he give us salvation, but he gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And so, you know, I was, there was a few times last year that in, in school that I was really like, stressed out yes not to the point where i was like really wigging out but like okay i have to get this all these things right. done how am i supposed to do this but a lot of people who were involved in school for many many years were i mean they were i mean it was it was losing their minds they were they were losing their minds and i'm like you are a seasoned <laughs> veteran breaking down like this it, it was it was bad. I was baffled. It was hard, you know. Yeah. And I and and like you said, in my building, I had some first year teachers that were just plugging along, plugging along, with no support from the twenty year, the twenty year veterans. You know what I mean? No sure. support. And I'm like, it should be opposite. It should be opposite. You have done this over and over. You have seen a lot. You've experienced a lot. You have your stuff in order. But now. You're, you're choosing this time to be ultra selfish and say, you know what? I know this person's on my team, new teacher. I'm going to let them sink though. And if they don't make it, then that's on them. That's not on me because I have to make sure I get mine. And I'm like, man, so the stress that you're going through, what do you remember how it felt for you when you were a first year teacher? Yeah. And now you have these first year teachers coming in under these strenuous conditions. And you don't want to help that man i tell you you want to get under my skin real quick <laughs> do something like that yeah uh, well I, <laughs> I you know i i and it's not it's not a pat on my back I, i'm not looking for you know man that you're so awesome and you're so this and that but you know i just i just went into it thinking yeah you know, i'm trying to, i'm trying to win people for christ that's that was my primary focus right. i 
you know, some of the things that they, they teach in schools and well, that's for another conversation. But I mean, my focus was, was to pretty much everything that was coming out of my mouth outside of the textbooks yeah. was bit, pretty much biblically based. Right. And that, that we're all talking about where another piece of scripture I use is in Colossians. I'm not exactly sure right where it's at, but in that compassion uh, group I was with mm -hmm. and what that was met with opposition. I said, that we need to have our words be seasoned with, uh, uh, with grace, like, like salt. And so a lot of people are like, Oh, that's really good. Where'd you come up with that? I was like the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, it's just, one of those things where a lot of people are just breaking down and they were stressed out and they're, and, and basically my response to it was, well, now that everybody's back in school, what's changed? I, I was talking to a person that's been there for mm -hmm. like 18 years and looked at me and said, well, you know, think about it. Other than wearing masks, there's nothing. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. So, can we just stop the whining, stop the crying and just start right. grinding? I mean, just, right. just start working. And I don't understand what the point is, but it kind of, that's why I asked you a while back now, it seems like in this episode, but I was like, do people like just living in the drama? And, and we're going off on, on a different tangents here because yeah. we're kind of like bring all this home. But I just, the, the, my point is, is that this year was, and it was stressful for you too, because you're in a different, uh, you're, you're not a teacher, you're in the administration aspect of it. So you, mm. I mean, you get stuff everywhere. I'm right. kind of isolated, but the, what we both had in common is we both have Christ and that he gives us the peace that goes beyond all understanding. So when people look at us and like, man, Mike, why aren't you all worked up? Why aren't you yeah. down in the dumps and all these other things? Like, cause because my strength doesn't come from myself. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, it's just a testament to the goodness of God and the grace of God yes. to give us his spirit and his peace through times that seem just out of this yeah. world crazy. But no, this is, is truly, truly, I'm just truly thankful. Like you said, you know, to, have Christ provide that, that, that cushion, you know, for me. But also, you know, when you look at things, you have to always keep it in, in perspective as well. When you are working in the business of people, you're there to serve always. You are not there to do anything else but serve. If you're a teacher, you are there to serve not just the students, but you're there to serve your colleagues. And also what people want to also, uh, often neglect is we're there to serve the families as well. So if you never forget that you're there to serve, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah. It takes you out of it. It takes the me, me, me out of it. You know, so when things don't go your way, it doesn't matter. You're thinking, well, it didn't go my way, but you know what? This was necessary in order to move this kid to from this level to that level, or in order for this family to have transportation to get to school, to or from school, whatever it takes, whatever the situation may be. So also, so this year, yeah, it was tough. It was different, but it wasn't really that tough for me and you. And plus I was thinking like, man, I've been through way bigger stuff, <laughs> way more yeah. stuff than wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah. Did I like doing it? 
No, not the most comfortable thing. I don't know how doctors do it, you yeah. know, having to do. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I've been out homeless. I've been negative in my account and rents due. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, that's some real issues for me. You know, I'm sure. trying to figure out how I'm gonna stay, have shelter. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, so wearing a mask, not having enough for rent, or not having or being homeless, whatever. It's a perspective thing. But in all things, what helps me is that I know I'm in the business of serving. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that. I mean, if anybody that's listening doesn't take anything away from all the stuff we've talked about is that serving takes the me out of it. I mean, it, it yes. truly does. And that and that comes with everything. If you're at work, if you're serving, you know, you're not worried about self. You're not worried about. Uh, what do I get out of it or how does this right. affect me? It's, it's about everybody else. And, and same thing with the home, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then in the church. And I think a lot of times what we do is we, we try to exalt ourselves to the throne where only Christ can be. Mm-hmm. And if he's in the throne and we're on bended knees serving him and he, and he showed us what it is to be a, I mean, a perfect human being, uh, which mm-hmm. obviously none of us can attain that. But he was, he was, and is the greatest model of what it means to be a right. true believer. And he served. That's all he did. And he was homeless. And he wasn't. He wasn't up in a big old castle and no, in a golden throne. And he was. He was washing the disciples' feet for crying out loud. I mean, he yes. did. He did all those things. And, you know, the greatest act of service is when he died on the cross because mm-hmm. he served as our substitute for to, he took upon our, all of our sin and then he gave us all of his righteousness. And then right. he rose again to says to basically show everybody I am who I said I mm-hmm. am. And you believe and in me. Awesome. It's just yeah, it's just so cool. That's but awesome. Um, well, we, we've hit on yeah. so many different. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. And it's and I. I we mentioned this before we first got together on your podcast. But I said, "Do I said I text you? I said when we finally make this <laughs> happen, did. there's going to be just like it's an I still have the text. <laughs> I still have the text. But uh, anyway, I, as we start to close uh, for real this time, uh, I just want to thank you for joining me today. Um, it's been a a blast having you again and just being able to sit and talk with you for, and that's what all it is. This is a, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a subject we, we decide on. We're like, you know what, we're just going to talk and, and it just comes naturally. But I want to thank you for joining me today. And again, I said in the beginning of the podcast, and I'll say it again, that um, Mike has a very, very excellent podcast called Sight Beyond Sight. You need to go check that out. Uh, all great stuff, top to bottom. Um, but as I thank you for joining me today, I'm just going to have you uh, maybe give us a, just a word of encouragement. Um, you usually do that at the end of the year shows, and I've kind of I've kind of deviated from that a little bit. I I used to do word of encouragements. I kind of do it a little bit at the end. I don't make it like a little mm-hmm. a segment or anything, but I do pray at the end. So I'm gonna have you give us a word of encouragement. I'll may, I might say something else, then have you pray, and then I'll 
wrap it up but I, again uh, thanks for thanks for joining us no today. thank you thank you for having me it, it's been an awesome awesome experience it's always been a blast it's always a blast to sit there and talk with you whether we're watching ufc or whether we're just hanging out or whether we're doing this and so i right. just really appreciate your friendship i appreciate your support as well you know uh on this topic of division i i think it's time for us to start looking at ourselves as truly brothers and sisters. I, uh, that's part of it. The the judgment, let's save the judgment for someone else. You know, when you look at, when we all look in the mirror, we are all flawed. And maybe my struggle isn't the same as your struggle, or maybe someone else's struggle looks like it's worse than my own. But the bottom line is we're all in the same position because we're all flawed. The judgment has to go away. It may seem impossible, but if you're conscious about it, that quick judgment that you may have will start to say, you know what? I'm wrong on that. Now I'm going to switch this up. Also, I think in order for us to move forward, we have to take our own agenda out of it. We have to check our motives. What is our motive? Is my heart really in tune with what's going on is my heart in it to serve or is my heart in it to gain notoriety and to be exalted as such an awesome uh, figure or you know high and mighty or whatever it may be is my motive for others or is it selfish division amongst the family can be the toughest thing to deal with because it's personal we have these uh, expectations, what family ought to do and what they should not be doing. But at the same time, like I just said, we're all human. We're all flawed. Brother Nate, you talked about forgiveness. That's a big thing. How many times should we forgive? That's a big thing that's missing. I think it doesn't have to be someone messes up once and then it's all over with and you just abandon ship and say, you know what, these people are, are this way and I don't want nothing to do with them because they should have never said that. I would have never done that. Once again, there's that judgment thing. So I just think that, you know, that with all the division that we have, we can overcome this by being selfless. Philippians 2, 3, my favorite scripture in the Bible, because for me, it sums up, it sums up everything. If you are putting others before yourself it takes the me out of it it takes the me out of it but with that being said i just thank you guys for continuing to uh to support brother nate living parables i listen to the podcast i love the things that you're putting out like i told you i love the uh the love the love section that you did on it those episodes i love the um the one that you did just recently about the tongue oh my goodness that's (laughs) Whew. I, I suggest you guys go back and listen to those seriously, because if you you want to be if you want to look in that mirror, because <laughs> I know I've I've said some stuff that I fired out with that tongue that, oh, man, I, I wish I can take it back. But you can't take it back once it's out there. It's out there. So now all you can do is ask for forgiveness and and go from there. But I know I strayed a little bit, but I, I just thank you guys. Uh, for the opportunity. And I thank you again for having the opportunity to come on your podcast and yeah. talk a little bit with you. All right. All right. Once you lead us in prayer, 
Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you and we we come to you uh, giving the honor and the glory to you. And we just thank you for all that you continue to do for us. I pray that you touch our hearts, that you've softened up our hearts with each each word that you have given us, Lord. And I, I thank you for continuing to be the heads of our life. For those that are on the fence that, that have been touched by these words of the podcast, let them go back and 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 pray to you and, and figure out what they can change in their hearts, Lord, to soften their hearts up. And Lord, let them know that just because we are flawed doesn't mean that we have to be destined for, for damnation and chaos and dissension, that there is a way out and our way out is through you, Lord. And we just thank you for the way out that you've given us. We thank you for for giving us this opportunity, for your sacrifice, for giving your son to us to die on the cross and to rise again so that we may have the opportunity to spend eternity with you, Lord. And we just, we give the honor and the glory to you and may you continue to cover us as we walk through these these uh, difficult times and walk through these adversities. And let us have the faith to know that we can lean on you and that you're crying out for us to lean on you, Lord, because you want to show us the way. You want to help us out when we're down and out. You want to help us out when we're happy and uplifted, Lord. You want us to have a, abundant joy, Lord. And I I know that in, in our hearts that we are searching for peace, love, and joy. And I just thank you that those are all provided through you. All we have to do is seek it through you, Lord, and then those things will be provided for us. But I just thank you in abundance for continuing to be gracious, for continuing to be loving, for continuing to be our father and our guide through all that we are going through, Lord. And and with that being said, Lord, I just give you the honor and glory. Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you for joining me. And to all you, I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And until next time, God bless you all.